0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Magical Learning Podcast for this week. This week we're talking about taking responsibility, which is a topic we've touched on before, but this is a more in-depth analysis of it. It's a really good one, I hope you enjoy it as much as I do, and as always, have a magical week. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Magical Learning Podcast for this week. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking about taking responsibility, uh, which is an exciting topic, and I think we've touched on it a few times, but again, a great time to get in detail with it. Again, I want to thank everybody for listening. We've had another great week, and we're really racking up some listens, so everybody that's out there sharing it and listening to it and having fun with it, we really appreciate that. It's great for us, and so we're happy that people are really enjoying it. So now, let's see how everyone's going this week. We'll start with uh, John Scollin. John, how are you going this week?
1: How cold, Jess? It's <laughs> bloody cold in Canberra. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but that's what you get when you're heading into winter, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's that's it. That's a, the Canberra special. How do you know how cold it's gotten there, John?
1: Someone said that uh, yesterday it was about minus four in the morning.
0: <sighs> that's uh, yeah. that's brisk.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully you're staying warm there, John.
1: Oh, 23 degrees now.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Stay there. I think. I think that's a good spot. Um, Graham and Danette are in one car today, so we'll be. I'll jump over to them. Graham and Danette, how have your weeks been?
2: Yeah, really good. We've um, been travelling this week, so we're down the south coast of New South Wales, um and currently in the car at Berry, um, which is a nice little town on the south coast. But we've been to Nara and Wollongong and graham has been running farmer workshops and I've been running other workshops. So it's been a lovely it's week. It's been a great week. Yeah.
0: Mm. Well, that uh, sounds very good. Uh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
2: Yeah. He We did it. He went there. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I echo
3: John's sentiments. <laughs> uh
2: how was your week, Jess?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good week. We're moving soon, so we've just been sort of slowly packing up the house and moving stuff over to the new houses. So it's been a bit of that. And it also has been cold. It hasn't dropped down to minus four, but it's definitely hit zero. So just uh unpleasant not what you want when you're moving stuff. Um, so anyway, <laughs> uh, and uh, Graeme, how are you going this week?
3: I'm well, Jess, thank you. Yeah, um, not a lot of driving this week, which has been good. Um, had some good workshops with, uh, with our farm groups. Had uh, some fun wind while we were in Wollongong mm. on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, but, um, you know, no, no real damage. Yeah, anywhere, and uh, yeah, looking forward to getting home on the weekend.
0: I'm just, I'm, I'm assuming that the wind was uh, from nature and not, not yeah. something you need a tablet for. I
1: thought Rob too when you said
3: it. Sometimes you should ask more questions rather than just assuming. <laughs> First assumption, and I'm taking responsibility <laughs> for my <body's> <laughs> Left, <laughs> <to the> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> um,
0: well, uh, well, thanks for that. Great to hear from everybody. Uh, as we started last week, before we get into this podcast, uh, we have the new segment, which is the ML, po- uh, the ML podcast recommendation, uh, which had the amazing uh, little tune that people would have heard. So I'm gonna play that now, and we have a ML recommendation from Danette. So Danette, what is your ML recommendation?
2: So, Jez, my ML recommendation is this wonderful book, which I've got to work out where the camera is, which is called Golden, and it's The Power of Silence in a World of Noise. And it is a cracker of a book. So it talks about noise being um, auditory noise, informational noise. So um, one of the quotes they used in it was, in 2010, Eric Schmidt, who was the CEO of Google at that time, talked about um, every two days, we create as much information as we did from the beginning of time to 2003. So every two days. So that's informational noise. That's massive. And then the third noise they talk about is the internal noise. So how your mind chatters and stuff like that. Um, and just a couple of things I wanted to share from this, because I, it's actually, for me, it's a super powerful book. So it talks about silence, but it says it's actually really rare to experience silence because there's always chatter. So you have to go into a chamber where there's absolutely no noise, which is near on impossible. But we create that by getting in um, flow. So when you're in flow, that sort of silences a lot of things and you get into that beautiful zone. Um, And they talked about two things which I've taken away, which I think could be really helpful in any workplace. Um, First one is before you start a meeting, just sit in silence and breathe together for just even 30 seconds just to still everyone down to hear better. And the second one, um, which came from a Quaker tradition. So when a group is not agreeing with one another, rather than continuing to talk loudly, et cetera, um, everyone stop and get quiet and concentrate on what's actually underlying all of this. So I thought there were two beautiful things that workplaces could do to make it a quieter workplace, an easy place to work. Yeah. And we'll turn the video off because I know it's a bit unstable.
0: That, that's okay. That was a That's a great recommendation. So the name of that one again, Golden, The Power of Silence in...
2: In a world of noise.
0: A world of noise. And who's that by?
2: It's by Justin Zorn, Z-O-R-N, and Lee Mars, M-A-R-Z.
0: Awesome. Well, I'll put a link to that uh, in the podcast right. description if you want to check that out. That sounds very fascinating. So thank you so much for that, Danette. And thank you for our second week of ML Recommendations. And then I nice saw music sound there. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for that. That's That sounds really good. I might have to check that one out. Okay, let's jump on to today's topic, which is taking responsibility. I know that this could be a good one because we often talk about um, workplaces where people don't take responsibility and stuff. And so I thought, let's break it down a little bit more so we can see what are the positives and what are the negatives if people don't do it. So I might start with you here, John. What are some downsides when people don't take responsibility?
1: Well, in you know, a workplace or a team environment, if someone doesn't take responsibility, someone has to pick up their slack. Um, and that after a while becomes quite annoying. So, you know, you, you then get a reputation of someone who doesn't take ownership of things, doesn't do their job, whatever it may be, um, and becomes frustrating for other people. In other areas, yet yeah, they don't take responsibility for what they're doing or their actions, and that means they're becoming a victim. So in my view anyway, um, if I don't take responsibility for things I've done, then those things are then imposed on me as they've been done to me or rather than by me. So, and you see kids do it all the time. You know, who broke this? wasn't um, But as adults, we should be taking responsibility for the things that we do do.
0: Awesome. I, l- I love that, John. Thank you so much for that. Great answer. Um, Danette, I'll throw to you. What are some downsides when people don't take responsibility?
2: So I think a big one is, particularly if this is a pattern, so a bit like what John was talking about, that it decreases trust. So if if someone's not consistent, which means they're not really taking responsibility regularly, then we start not to trust them. And trust is foundational to good relationships, whether it's at work or at home. So I think it hurts relationships. And ultimately, the downside is that, you actually get used to making excuses rather than growing and learning by stepping up and going, you know what, it feels uncomfortable, but I'm going to do this anyway. So I think there's a lot of downsides to not taking responsibility.
0: Mm. Yeah. I love that. That's uh that's awesome. Uh, thank you so much for that, Danette. Uh, I'll throw it at you, Graham. Now, what are some downsides when people don't take responsibility?
3: Federal elections. <laughs> um oh, slightly more serious now I was uh I was so sort of looking at the and this sort of uh, ties into some of what John and Donette and shared the 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 impact on us at, at a an individual level of not taking responsibility and particularly if it becomes a pattern of behavior over time um you know the trust thing it's it's almost i wonder whether we we start to um distrust or mistrust ourselves Mm -hmm. so i think our self-confidence self-image um you know the story we carry around in our head can potentially take on a more negative tone. and i also wonder sometimes whether um it actually amplifies our ego um, because our ego would come to our defence when either we are questioning our, ourselves or somebody else is questioning us around not having taken responsibility for something. Mm. Um, because part of our ego's role is is to keep us safe. So, and all of the other things, yeah, lack of trust. If you look at it, um, not taking responsibility in a, an organisation or a team context, um, yeah, the loss of trust, the the loss of productivity, performance, communication um relationships relationships is huge
0: yeah yep yeah and i I think kind of on what everyone's been saying i guess maybe i'll get someone to just fill in this because given there are so many negatives um and it might seem obvious but why wouldn't people take responsibility is it just a short-term win
2: yeah i think it is like it sometimes it's just easier to go oh well i'll leave that up to someone else Mm. But the longer term pain is, yeah, so it's one of those short term gains, but you end up with a lot of long term pain, particularly if it becomes a habit.
0: Mm. Yeah, um, well, I, I just wanted to, based on what everyone's been saying, it's actually fascinating. I'm watching a show at the moment. It's a comedy. It's called Last Man on Earth. And it's a weirdly prophetic. It was made in 2015 and it's about a plague that wiped out everyone in 2020. So, kind of a bit of, bit, bit of a weird reality shock when you watch it. But um, the main character, the, all the comedy comes because he can't take responsibility. So, he says one thing to one person, and then he says another thing to another person. And then those two people meet, and he has to try and w- negotiate that scenario. And that's where all the comedy comes. Um, but I think it's a good lesson that sometimes it's just easier to take responsibility, because otherwise you just get stuck in the middle sometimes. So, yeah, thank you for all for that one. Um, all right. Well, I might uh, go to question two here, which is, Graham... What are some benefits of taking responsibility?
3: Well, I guess, um, if, again, if we look at a, an individual level, the benefits are potentially a, a stronger, more positive self-story. Mm. Uh, we build confidence around our ability to achieve things, get things done, um, and, and also, because responsibility can also be about uh, literally just being. So, yeah, part of taking responsibility for ourselves could be, um, you know, committing to spending time doing nothing rather than just having responsibility around getting stuff done, but also taking responsibility. For uh, making sure that we practice being human, so being a human being rather than a human doing if that makes sense. Um, but all the other things obviously you know trust in in a uh, in a team or a corporate environment, trust improves communication, collaboration, performance. Um, yeah, but i I like the the idea of the the bigger impact on us individually because i think that also flows on to how we um affect how we affect or impact or influence others around us
2: Mm,
0: yeah that's uh yeah i definitely agree with that so i think that's a great point thanks for that graham uh danette what are some benefits of taking responsibility
2: so i um really like what graham was sort of talking about that self-responsibility because as we grow ourselves um Because one of the things of taking responsibility is you generally are taking action. Um, I like his idea about not taking action. So being, so part of that development of ourselves is slowing down, getting into that silence, meditating to become a better leader for argument's sake. When we're um, taking that action, whether it's either being or doing, we're growing. And so that increases things like our self-confidence, Um, And Graham listed a heap of benefits. The other thing I think is it helps us problem solve more. Because if you're doing different things and taking responsibility, some of it will work and some of it won't. And you can learn from that. So it helps you problem solve better, make better decisions. But I think it also, if you think about it, if you take responsibility, you grow empathy for others who've taken that responsibility. Because you'll often hear people say, oh, well, the leaders should know. And it's like, okay, maybe try what they're doing and take some of the responsibility they have to do and maybe you'll see a different part of the world that's their world um, and the same with people who you know are in a really bad part of the world for argument's sake whether it's you know because of wars or stuff like that or you know they're suffering from perhaps a mental illness or something that when we take responsibility we can you know go okay what's going on for them this is something that is part of who they am. How can I support them? So I think the world's better off when we um, take responsibility. That was a long-winded answer, wasn't
0: it? No, it was great. I think <laughs> you, you covered a lot. That was awesome, actually. So thank you for that. I feel like um, there was very, like a very um, sort of, from you and Graham so far, like with this answer, it's like a very deep answer that I was like, even when I'm writing down things, it's I'm not really touching any of this stuff. So thank you for that. Um, you. John, I'll throw it to you. What are some benefits of taking responsibility?
1: I'll well, just say thank you to Graham and Danette for setting that bar so high. Yeah, can only go downhill from here. Um, for me, taking responsibility can be uncomfortable because if you're taking responsibility for something you've done and it goes wrong and you're claiming it, I mean, that's a, you know, Kudos to you for claiming something that's gone wrong, but it can be uncomfortable. Our our natural reaction is often to go, it wasn't me, they went that way, or it was their fault or their fault. And um, so, to me, in doing it, taking responsibility at a bad time actually does help you grow, Um, helps you, you know, helps other people see the person that you really are. But when you take responsibility, you own it, you're in charge, you're in control, Um, rather than, as I said before, playing the victim. You're actually in control of whatever it is that's going on. You know, you wanna take responsibility for a piece of work or for doing something, then you're in control of how that plays out. And that can be really satisfying. Um, It can be challenging, but the growth that you can get out of that can be quite large as well. So, you know, you're going to put yourself into an uncomfortable position to become a better person, to, to grow another skill, to grow, um, a, a, grow a relationship. And as Graham and Annette both talked about, you know, the trust that comes upon delivering, and again, whether it's just taking responsibility for your kids or for a piece of work at work, you know, there's a lot of trust that can come out of that, but it can be quite uncomfortable but it's something that you can go through and you can learn from other people. There's plenty of people out there that have gone before you. Don't reinvent the wheel on all of this. Mm, Yeah. I I love that,
0: um, John, and you've kind of sparked uh, in me, like sometimes there for me, sometimes uh, there's no good option. Sometimes, sometimes you just have to do something and then you have to take responsibility and there's not really a good choice that you have. You just have to end up with it. But I guess also one other thing that I'm kind of realizing as people are talking about this stuff is that uh, sometimes when you take the responsibility and it takes the responsibility off other people um, in a positive way, if it was a team thing and you take the responsibility for its failure, those people um, can some, you can build the relationship between you and those people that were on that team in a positive way. Not not that they always will want to put the blame on you, but in a way that they understand and can trust you a bit more and stuff. So. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much. Great answers, everybody. That was that was a great, um, a great answer to that question. So thank you all so much. Um, let's jump into question three here. John, how do you build a culture of people who are who take responsibility?
1: Um, so just in the things you were saying then, Jez sort of sparked in me, you know, harks back to Marianne Williamson that if you let your light shine, um, you give other people permission to let their light shine. So in you know, other people see you stepping up in the rewards or the, you know, what you're doing and other people gravitate towards good people. So if you're not throwing your colleagues under the bus or your, your family under the bus, you know, people respond to that in a very positive way and you give them permission to do things. Um, but to, to get that culture, give people end-to-end responsibility for something whether it's just making their bed in the morning or whether it's a a task at work, let them do it. Let them, you know, support them and don't let them just collapse. But let them make some mistakes as well. A mistake isn't a bad thing. Falling over is not bad. It's not getting up that is the bad part about it. So, you know, we're going to graze our knees at some stage. That's part of life. Allow people to do that. Um, Don't rescue and solve problems for everyone. So if you want to grow a culture where people are going to take responsibility, don't you become the person that they go to and say, I've got this problem. So don't come to me with problems, come to me with solutions for the problems you're finding, you know, and that way you're not rescuing. They've got to think outside the square or, you know, they've got to think of alternatives and support them in their journey.
0: Great answer. Thank you, John. Love that. Uh, That was awesome. Uh, Danette, how do you build a culture of people, who take responsibility?
2: I love John's answer. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Um, one of the things I would say to the leaders or potential leaders is look at what behaviours you're actually rewarding in the in the workplace, and if there's a behaviour you don't like, so people are blaming one another, they're not taking responsibility. The first person you should look at is yourself, and where are you doing that in the workplace? Because It's not what we say, it's what we do. So as leaders, if there's lots of blaming, you'll generally find the the top leader has created a culture that that's actually what is rewarded. Um, So be really careful about the behaviour that you reward. And what John was describing was a a culture where we learn, where there's psychological safety and it's okay to make mistakes because we're going to learn and grow together and support each other through that the other thing i think that's really important is explain to them why it's important for them to take responsibility so you know one you're going to be growing but what's our vision about why we're here what we're trying to achieve if everyone steps up and takes responsibility how amazing will it be in terms of we can get there so much faster and you know you turn up to work every day anyway Um, why not bring your best self but we have to make sure that that's safe
0: awesome well i love that i love that answer so that's uh, fantastic and it's uh, i've loved these answers today i think everyone's really brought their a game it's such a great podcast so thank you all so much uh graham i'll throw it to you here how do you build a culture of people who take responsibility
3: Again, it's a great question. I um, I, apparently I have a fetish for the letter C because I was um, just doodling before around. um, Yeah, what would a model uh, for creating a culture of responsibility look like? And uh, maybe it's because I I can't count past three, so I just start with A, B, C, and that's as far as I get. okay, let's go to C's. So I came up with six C's of of. Uh, a culture of responsibility um could have been seven but i i I couldn't take responsibility for spelling question uh c-w-e-s-t-i-o-n i I thought that was just completely wrong i was going to go there um so the first is is care or caring um if we don't care about something it's highly highly unlikely we're going to take responsibility Mm -hmm. the second was courage because taking responsibility often Means that we um, yeah you know, we we may fail we may be proven incorrect um, we may have to admit that we can't do something that we thought we could or that we wanted to do so sometimes uh, again taking responsibility there can be um, some risk involved in that the third was commitment because again I think even for small things where we're taking responsibility there has to be some form of internal commitment that oh, I am going to be responsible for this mm. um, the fourth C was community. And I think it's hugely relevant in the context of how do we create a culture around responsibility in an organisation or within a team. The community thing is knowing that somebody else has got my back or somebody else is there to support me if I realise that I want to be responsible for this, but I don't actually know how to get it all done, so I need help. Or maybe I just need somebody to say, look, it's OK if you don't get it right. We're still here. You know, We're here to to help you. Um One of the other things that I think uh, one of the other Cs that comes out of this culture of responsibility is confidence. Every time we face an experience as human beings, one of the things our brain does is asks itself, we go back through our mental memory banks to see if we've been through a similar experience. And if we have, we think, well, what did I do then? So if I've been through this before, I know I can get through it again. So just having that confidence that, yeah, I I put my hand up and said, oh, well, I'll do this. I'll do this task even though I haven't done it before. And having got through it, whether it was 100% success or, or 20%. Um, but if I've come through it, then I've got that confidence that I can try something again. Uh, and the last one was, this is where question with a C came in, was curiosity. Um, if, if we're talking about building a culture of confidence within, again, within an organisation or a culture of people taking responsibility, I think part of the curiosity is how do we extend? Uh, And you can look at this a couple of ways because I was also thinking, well, the curiosity could be purely um, inward-looking. I could be asking myself, where am I not taking responsibility? Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also potentially um, outward-looking as well as how can we as a culture within a team, within an organisation, within a society, how can we all practice the 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 six c's to become more responsible in what we're doing and stop pointing the finger at everybody else for not taking the responsibility that probably is ours so that was my six c's um next week i'm going to go with a completely different letter (laughs) that is my commitment right now i'm taking responsibility Yes, you. Heard. Are we still recording? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I, I, I loved that Graham. That was beautifully put. The six C's to success is what I would almost call that. But that was uh, beautiful. Uh, and I always love when you come up with these little uh, acronym things. It's always good. And I like that it was about. Um, it, yeah, it was just that was just awesome. So th- thanks, Graham. <laughs> um, one other thing I just wanted to talk about because uh, something was sparked to me when you were just talking there, Graham, was that. Um, I think also if you take responsibility and something goes bad and the next time it happens, the spotlight is on you again. And if it goes well, people will see that you've grown as well. Like there's a moment where they're like, I can trust this person to get better at things as well. You know, if they, if, they, if you take responsibility initially, but anyway, so thank you all so much for today. Like I said, a great podcast episode. I've learned so much and I'm so glad this topic has done so well. Um, I've just taken a lot away from it. So I just want to get some final thoughts on taking responsibility. I might start with you here, Graham.
3: Yeah, funnily enough, wrapping all of this stuff up because there's been some some wonderful insights from, from both John and Jeanette. Um, uh, for me, it's just, you know, be aware of opportunities for you to take responsibility. Uh, I think that's, and, and maybe that comes back to the caring thing, but just, you know, practice being aware of when the opportunity to be responsible comes along and, you know, just rather than dipping a toe in the water, maybe just jump in. And if you're really concerned about whether it's going to work well or not, make sure you've got that community around
0: you before you do. Mm. Mm, Love that. Thank you, Graham. Uh, Danette, final thoughts on taking responsibility.
2: So um, Graham was talking the the last little bit, just when he was sharing the six Cs. One was about becoming aware of what you're avoiding. Um, So where you're making excuses, um, where you're stepping back, because that's usually really good potential growth areas and I know many years ago um, I was on a committee where the president left and no one wanted to step into that position at that time and I was like oh I've never been a president before but I did it and I learned so much and it was uncomfortable Um, I had to ask for help which most of us don't like asking for help and yet in terms of what I learned it was spectacular so I think paying attention to where you're making excuses and the other thing is when you step into responsibility particularly in new areas you feel more alive because you're stepping into the unknown which makes our brain sort of curious if, if we're open to it mm. so yeah i think it's it's a great way and it, you know at the end of the day it makes for a better world better workplace Awesome. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you both so much for that. Great, great stuff there. Thank you very much. John, I'll throw it to you. Final thoughts on taking responsibility.
1: I liked what Graham was outlining, but around the community side. So if you're going to be a leader or if you're going to lead people, um, if you're going to set the example, you need to give people permission and yourself permission to do something, Fail with support around them. So, you know, as I said, allow people to graze their knees. That's part of life. We get things wrong. We fall over. But pick yourself up and support them, support your staff, support the people around you, support your friends and family, that they know that you've got their back Um, and that, you know, help them. So as the ML podcast is brought to you by the letter C, community is where I leave it.
0: (laughs) Well, that's perfect, John. Let me add
3: another C. Chuckle.
0: (laughs) Well, I'll add a final C. Congratulations to everyone on a great podcast. Great work today. Um, (laughs) I had a really good time. Um, I want to thank all of you for being on today. It was so good. I want to thank everybody that's been listening and sharing. It's been awesome. And actually, one thing that I do have, if you are listening to this and you have access to Spotify, if you can go in and just give us five stars at the top, if you give us four stars... Come on, just think about it. there. There could be an extra star that you could add just for fun. Why not, you know? Uh, so, so go on to Spotify because it helps us. It helps us get seen and then it helps more people see it. And then that means we can bring you more podcasts. So it's a perfect system. Um, so if you're doing that, that would be awesome. But otherwise, I want to thank everyone so much for today. Great podcast. I've learned so much. I'm going to listen back to this one and uh, listen back and take some notes and stuff. But otherwise, I just want to say to everybody that was on today, Graham, Danette and John, thank you so much. And have a magical week, everybody.
2: Thanks, guys. Thanks, 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 John. John. Thanks, awesome.
0: Brian. Great work. Awesome.